Hey, uh, welcome listeners to this week's episode of the Two Point Culture Podcast. You know who it is, Corona Poppy, a.k.a. your boy, Chase. I'm here with my boy, Zach. Zach, what it do? What's going on there, certified lover boy? How you doing? <laughs> I'm right here with the fresh chop. You know what that is, man. <laughs> Love it. How you living? Uh, living well. All good on my end. Trying to play around with this new platform that we're using right now. I hope for the listeners, it enhances the listening quality of our podcast here. Where's those sound effects at there, Chase? What do you want to hear? You want to want to, want to clap it up for them? Yeah, well, you know what? Let's, let's do up. a little clap let's for the, clap fa- for the fans. Let's here. go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Go go light clap. Little light clap. Little light clap. Little light clap. We right here. We right here. I love it. I love it. We've got a lot on the agenda today. Got some NBA yeah. to cover. We yeah. got some NFL to cover, and then wrap it up with a little bit of T's and P's. Start off on a little positive note, and that's the NBA Finals. Chase, your team made it. They're there. We right here. No, we one in one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as great as game one went, you know, game two, it was a dog fight. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for game three, which is kind of why I'm going to be like off to the side watching this. But yeah, no, Caesar uh, here. Let's go. So what's your thoughts so far right now on the series itself? Like for Boston's sake, like do you have you found that game one, did they overperform? Is is that the Boston team that you're expecting to show up? Um like like what's your thoughts right now? So I think game one went as I thought it would. I thought Golden State would play a little laxed. I uh, mm-hmm. and I expected game two to be the same way where there would be good defensive or I mean good coaching adjustments from the Warriors. So right mm-hmm. now, one and one is right, right, where, right where I expect us to be. Pardon me, listeners. You know, Colonel Poppy's on some couple Ronas right now. So, you know <laughs> um, but no, we're right where I expect us to be. And like I told you, actually, I do think that this series goes to six. I unless it goes to seven, but if it goes to six, season six. Oh, okay. I'll take the Warriors in seven on this one. I think we've I we've I we've talked about this before, but. I yeah, I bet. <laughs> but yeah, just to touch upon what you're you were saying with the Celtics, I mean, they've been spreading the ball around and that's been you know super helpful for them and they're not just relying on Tatum. No. To put up the Tatum basket. was not an efficient scorer in that first game, but he did set the record for the most assists in a front in a finals debut. Yeah, 13, 13 assists. 13 yeah. assists. So Good for him for knowing, yo, I may not be the main scorer right now. My team can still do what they have to do without him. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're actually without him because he found another way to be another dangerous weapon on the court. And I mean, Al Horford's just been an absolute monster for the Celtics during this playoff run. Like, playoff Al. Should we call him that now? Playoff A? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, he's been just a monster. I mean, 26 points in the first game. Definitely instrumental in that 40-point fourth quarter I and mean, people absolutely sleep on that 40 believe, to 16 I, that's that's how much they outscored them i believe it was a uh, nine to 17 none of 17 shooting at one point they went on a major run just to close out the quarter funny how the celtics were down by 15 to only win by 15 but hey that's that's what it is man that's the game yeah. those are the cards you dealt for sure 
And I think you called it for game one. Jalen Brown came out firing. Dude's a stud. I think his legacy and um, we'll say his credit is getting okay. – it, it's going up. You know, I mean, I think in people's eyes, I don't think he's the underrated, you know, Boston scorer anymore. No. This guy's, this guy's arrived. This guy's an actual threat. It, you know, you have to treat him with the exact same respect as you're treating the Tatums of the world. It's funny because – as everybody starts to lock in on Jason Tatum, when Jalen Brown starts to show up, that's when he becomes an issue for people. For sure. And when he definitely is locked in, that team seems to elevate just as much as Tatum carrying it solo. Mm-hmm. Season six, that's what I got for you. Also in that game, I mean, on the Warriors side for game one, you know, Steph being Steph, 34 points, but there was a period where he wasn't shooting the ball quite well in the third quarter, right? He got quiet. He got quiet. He was 21 points in the first quarter. He was, I, I looked at the stats. He was seven of nine from the field, six of eight from three. So he came out swinging and then dropped off. Crickets? I wish there yeah. was a cricket sound more on the sound board. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there, listeners. We're getting there. One step at a time. <laughs> um, but for Steph, though, I think people need to realize that he's also, what, 34? Is he 34? No, he can't be my age. Dude, Steph Curry is not 34 years old. Uh, he might be I, 34 years old. He's 34, March 14th. Jeez. And he's like four days older. Well, eight days older. Damn. Uh, yeah, he's getting older. That Warriors team is still that Warriors team, though. So For sure. But what I'm saying is, like, you're going to expect moments in the game with Steph where, you know, shooting the ball just unfortunately – he might hit these snags. He might hit these uh, hit, hit these misses where, you know, things aren't clicking. The Warriors, if they want to win the series, they have to get more people involved and all systems go, right? Like everybody's got to be firing. You got to have pool. You got to have Clay Thompson going. And I think that's what happened in game two. Game two. Yeah. From a game two standpoint, the Warriors kind of just buckled down and said, you know what? Screw this. We're we're gonna start shooting the lights out here. Jordan Poole just looked at the crowd around and saw those two girls those two, on the bench looking at him and was like, Oh, I'm gonna let it fly. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, as far as breakout players, like I have Jordan Poole as being a very uh, like a key player in this run right now. And yeah, I know he put up 17 points, but I'm still expecting a little bit more from him. What if Jordan steals the MVP from Steph? <laughs> what do you want from that? You know what I mean? Like, can't argue with that. No, Steph, Steph's still Steph. 29 points in uh, in game two. I mean, he still does it all. But from the Celtics standpoint, though, like, for game two, though, we praised him, but Horford only had two points. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was was the switch up because we saw in game one how they were letting him take the wide open three and how much that was detrimental against them. At game two, Draymond closing out on those threes. That's a that's a bit of a different shot now. So look for the other players to start to elevate. Look for Marcus Smart to get more involved on the offense side of the ball. I know I know some of those threes that he was hitting in game one were like fadeaway baselines, but we're we're gonna see a different side that comes out in game three. And being in Boston, you know. Home court advantage is not a small thing, especially right now in the NBA Finals. For sure. Uh, with that being said, you alluded to this, and I wanted to pick your brain on it. 
I know we're gonna take your bias aside here. Okay. Let's move I it away. I never do that, but all right. <laughs> if by any chance Golden State does win and Steph Curry wins the MVP, okay. Do you rank him ahead of Kevin Durant? Catch or I think you I think you have to catch. I think you exactly. have to. I think with the fact that, you know, number one, Steph already having regular season MVP, mm-hmm. having two, three rings, two. I know I wanted to I wanted to make sure I put yeah. respect on the second one because that second one was he was the first mm-hmm. unanimous MVP. That mm-hmm. means not a single person voted against him. Yeah. I think if you couple that with the fact that that's the only accolade he's really, really missing because he is the greatest shooter we've ever seen in our day, mm-hmm. may ever see alive. I think if he wraps up that finals MVP, there's nothing else to count him out as anything else but being a higher-ranked player than Kevin Durant. And that's oh, absolutely. all due respect to Kevin Durant. Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. I, I think that's a catch as well. Uh, I also don't think that the MVP will define his legacy, right? Like I, I, I won't look at him differently just because he didn't win an MVP award. Agreed. In the Agreed. Like, I think it's still the greatest shooter we've ever seen. And we didn't think we'd see anybody better than Ray Allen. Exactly. So as far as I'm concerned, if he wins it, sure. He puts himself over Kevin, but if he doesn't, well, he's still Steph Curry, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Uh, anything else you want to touch upon on the finals before we switch to Joker? Again, season six. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I just have to reiterate it. Season six. It's a wrap. Uh, yeah. So game three Pardon goes tonight. my bias. <laughs> game three goes tonight. Ooh, I thought, I thought, yeah, game three is tonight. We got 30 minutes to tip off. Uh, I Actually, I think Boston takes this one. Boston takes this one? Yeah. 2-1 lead? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think the Celtics do win Game Three here, and then I think the Warriors tie the take series up. Four. Yeah, take, yeah, take Game Four, and then two more for Boston. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Joker. Moving right along. Oh wait, do I play our transition sound? <laughs> Not just yet. We're gonna use that for the breaking news. Oh, he did it again. He did it. He did it. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, I, have one, I have a special one in the talk for breaking news. Don't worry. Okay, I have a good. special one in the talk. Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> okay. For the Joker. Uh, he about to get paid. Whew. The bag, it's bag season for people, man. So uh, five years, 265. I believe that was the numbers. He got the super, super duper max. Set to sign a $260 million super max. Yeah, um, he worth it. Yo, Let's yo, be honest. Yo, yo, okay. Let's... If you hear this, if you hold, if you hear this, like throw me a dollar. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just just one, please. <laughs> yeah, Joker. I I'm not gonna talk for for Chase. He had Let me hold some. He, <laughs> Let me hold some. <laughs> he had you losing the MVP award to Embiid. I'll take that one. <laughs> Let Where me put money? some respect. On, Let me put some respect on that man's name. Let me hold some. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, good on for Joker though. I uh, deserved probably one of the most fascinating, interesting players in the league right now, just because of that 
size and strength that he possesses. And then he's making plays out there like he's a point guard. Oh, and as you highlighted, uh, not today, obviously, but mm-hmm. in the previous episode, what he's done in that court without, you know, number one, Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. what he's done for that offense to make sure that they thrive and make it to playoff contention. Yeah, no, he definitely deserves a bag, especially I'm gonna take his regular season MVP. Yeah, and I'm going to take it a step further. What he's done for the organization itself. I mean, 100%. Denver sells out practically every night. They, they've got a great fan base. They're one of the more entertaining fans, too, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good spot for him to be in. Uh, good building block. Amazing, I, amazing spot. I, yeah. li- they can I like to get more help. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say they need they need to add one more piece to that puzzle, and I think they they could solve it. They can maybe get over the hunt. Uh, sorry, over the hump. Hold on, now let's mm-hmm. let's freestyle this a little bit. Yeah, we know the list of the some of the some of the current free agents that are coming up. So if you could grab one free agent to help out Jokic, who would it be? I'll give you mine. Go for it, Zach Levine. Zach Levine would be a great addition. It takes pressure say, off of Jokic. Those no look passes on an alley would be crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm going with player option though. I'm going with Bradley Beal. If they can somehow like manage to get Bradley Beal over there, I think that would be a great addition. I like that too. Uh, if you want to go straight up free agent though, like you said, I mean, Zach Levine would have to be up there. Just checking here. We know Portland's going to do their due diligence to get him, but yeah, no, I this few names, especially with things when you look at. Like Donovan Mitchell's question being in future right now in Utah, not to get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, no, there's a, quite a few names to consider right now with this with this position. Just want to continue on this little train though. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Aiton situation? It seems like the Suns aren't going to bring him back next season. I thought that was evident from last season when they didn't extend him off rip. And I think that the playoffs definitely emphasize that now I don't know who I put the playoffs more on whether Aiton's lack of effort or Devin Booker's disappearing act actually mm-hmm. I should say Devin Booker's best impersonation of James Harden but oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I digress yeah no man I don't I don't know what to think Phoenix has a lot of decisions to come to very shortly Chris Paul's getting older in age every year exactly and he needs somebody to operate with that pick and roll game. Like I just highlighted, Devin Booker kind of needs that little bit of consistency. I like Devin Booker. This isn't to hate on him, but like mm-hmm. let's just call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on this. I don't think he fit the way that their offense was run this season. It's funny because their offense last year versus this year looked completely different, and they had pretty much the exact same players back. Yeah, exactly. I I found there was more emphasis on the perimeter play and less on the bang the ball down low, you know, get it to Aiden, get it to bang post play, right? Get it to Crowder and, you know, let them do their thing. Um, Which then in turn would, you know, then teams start collapsing and that leads Booker and and Paul open deep for three, you know? Um, Also, not to, 
not to mm. undercut him, but just don't piss off Luka Doncic and you'll be all right. But well, that too. I mean, stay away, <laughs> stay away from Luka as much as possible. <laughs> Boy's a grim reaper, man. For Aiden, though, there's a couple of teams that I think would be pretty fascinating for him to go to. Okay. Off the top, off the top of my head, Portland would be an ideal spot. Sure. I'll I'll I'll, I'll carry off of what I just said. I think Dallas would be an interesting spot for him too. Correct. I I would definitely entertain that if I was Dallas. I'm going to throw out another team here. Toronto. Okay. I can see that. I, I think big, Toronto... Big, listen, they're already a very, very tall, lanky, athletic team. So Correct. that just fits the mold perfectly. Correct. And that's why I like it. And then that would force Precious to kind of play that power forward, backup center role, which mm-hmm. I think would definitely benefit him. Mm-hmm. It would improve his... Uh, development too, right? Scotty is so, small. I mean, they have so many good right. small forwards. They have too, options. They, can... they have options. They have options. Yeah, but that's the cool thing about that. Like, if you bring him in, the, the things change. Your whole offensive dynamic could change, and I think that would definitely help him out. The only thing about Aiden that I'm not sure how, like, how do you think he would fit in on the defensive side of the ball with the Raptors? That he did... begs to be seen. I mm-hmm. do think that the transition of it, though, would be okay because really you're going to bring Aiden in there to be a rim protector more than anything. Everybody else can take care of everything of, of what's in front of them. Exactly. It's not to say that uh, – but I actually, let me let me flip this. I think that if you bring in DeAndre Aiden, though, you, you see the walking, unfortunately, of OG Ananobi. And I know there's discussions already of OG being out from this mm-hmm. season. But mm-hmm. I think that bringing Aiden, again – that lets Barnes be able to play the three or the four as long as, and Achua to alternate as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Raptors have a lot of young, good pieces. So if you have the cards to play with that, why not? So bring in Aiton, move uh, Achua, uh, not Achua, sorry, OG Ananobi, and continue. And again, they still have um, Chris Boucher. Like they're, they're yeah. going to be stacked if they bring in DeAndre Aiton at the rim. Yeah, for sure. Scotty also says it's cap for OG moving. So don't there even worry about it, Raptor fans. You got to stand by him. <laughs> uh, another spot, too, that I will throw out, Detroit. Ooh. Detroit has another needs... good – go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think they need someone to pair with Cade. They haven't had a good center since Ben Wallace, so. Would be a solid ad. Yeah, uh, I'm 100%. I think that that would be a very good complimentary piece into Cade's year two. Mm-hmm. I think that might actually boost Cade into a most improved player candidate despite being a rook- rookie of the year candidate. Not to say he had a terrible year. I just think that that would help elevate his game having a son that that's elite. Yeah, that's for sure. Elite, and then, pardon me. Yeah, for sure. And then if you look at it too this way, if Aiden goes to Detroit, that would mean probably Grant would go to Phoenix. And I think he'd Absolutely. fit in very well there. Something to consider. Something to consider. All right. There's two streaky shooters. It's my bad, Devin Booker. My bad. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> All right. Catch your fade time. Right, will, the Lake, will the Lakers make the playoffs with Darvin Ham next season as the coach? Hmm. I'm gonna say this catch is, on this one. This is a good test. All right, reason go ahead. why? I'm, why is it? Reason I, yeah, I'm gonna say catch on this one because 
three things that he highlighted in his press conference. I think he actually, he actually can do that's one. I think he can help the defense specifically on the effort level. I mean, he stresses accountability and I think that was missing last year from the Lakers. They were laxy daisy when it comes to playing on, on D uh, a lot of blown assignments. Nice Thanks. <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> a lot of blown assignments, a lot of, just mental errors and collapses in big games and, and in big moments. So I, I think that's going to be something that he'll be able to stress, get a proper structure and have them back into at least the top 15 for defenses in the league. Second wants to try to figure out a way to get Russ more involved. I think this is a very important step here that he's going to have to take and, and definitely try to figure out what I did like about, he didn't shy away from the question being asked of will Russ potentially come off the bench? And I think that's something that should be mm -hmm. discussed. All right, Zach, I'm going to be entirely honest. I don't know what to expect from the Lakers next season. <laughs> I mean, I watched you guys this season. Y'all were a little monotonous, <laughs> not to knock on anybody on that team. We were a roller coaster. Let's be honest. I know, right? I, I was. I mean, but guess what? We're in the finals. So how do I argue with the result? I think No, I said that... we. We like the, the Lakers oh, were okay. a roller coaster. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Stand corrected. Let me take the <laughs> yeah. let me roll that back. Let me roll that back. Yeah. I I do not know what to expect from you guys. You have included the thought of Russ being a smoke screen to boost trade value. So I don't know yeah. if he'll actually be there. We don't know what to expect from AD. Well, that's my third. Yeah, that was my third point here, where he just needs consistency from Davis. Like he's expecting him to play a bigger role, stay healthy, and it's kind of like a make or break year for him in LA. I think. As well. Bro, your your team is older than me and Steph Curry combined. Like, let's <laughs> let's, let's just let's talk about the facts. I don't know what to expect from you guys. Like, Carmelo's gonna come out with the Walker man, and I love Carmelo, but I don't want to say that. But it's it's a very tight position to be in. So I'm very excited to see the move. But honestly, I can't give you a straightforward answer right now about what I think the Lakers are gonna look like going into the future. I do think that there's a step in the right direction with Darwin. Yeah, I just don't know what the accommodation of the roster is going to reflect. And I need to kind of see the draft and how you guys move before I can give you that confirmation. There's no draft. We lost our pick to, to the Pelicans. So no first round pick for the Lakers this year. Touche. So I'm see because me <laughs> giving an opinion on the Lakers right now would be the blind leading the blind. And I can't do that. right now. <laughs> uh, all good. One positive note too, that, that they may be adding uh, Rashid Wallace to their coaching. They staff. are. They are to the coaching Oh, it's staff. official? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all fired a bunch of scouts. I think, actually, you know what? But I do like that for y'all because that means you're bringing flesh, fresh blood to yeah. assist the situation that nobody knows what to expect. Really, nobody knows. Are you guys going to nope. trade Carmelo? Are you guys going to trade? Like, who is going? Get rid of Kate Bazemore. <laughs> Fitzdale's gone too as well. Of course. So, yeah. Fresh slate. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be a major break I, here. I do think you guys keep Carmelo and rest them just based on how they've been hanging out this offseason. So let me throw that one out there. Ron is hanging out with his kid, so he don't he doesn't even know where he's going to be. Bronny catching loop uh, alley oop passes from freaking Bronny over there. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if Bronny's a bust, they're screwed. Now, Zach, I'm going to put We're going off topic, but yes. I'm going to put yeah. I know, but this is okay. This is why this is a great podcast because we can ramble on like this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put fear into your heart. Because do you remember what LeBron's comments were about Bronny coming to the league? Oh, yeah. He's going to go play with them. Doesn't matter where he Yeah, goes. he's going to go play with them. Nowhere does that say L.A. No, I know. I'm I'm okay like, with if, that. If Bronny goes to Cleveland, LeBron might just. But real talk. We talked about this before. I'm watching the league. I'm seeing all these young guys that are coming up that were drafted and then brought up, you know, the Tatums, the, the John Morants, the mm-hmm. – you know, the LaMellos of the world, the way that fan bases rally around these guys, I don't think LA rallies around LeBron that way. I've been saying this for a while. I Nor don't do I think that will they do that around Bronny? Absolutely not. And But I don't think Bronny's ever going to play for the Lakers. Neither do I. We, At least. Oh, sorry. Wait. Not now. Not, not now. now. Not, yeah. not I mean, now, no. No, Exactly. I'm also curious to know if like a team that's struggling for attendance might just pick them for the sake of picking them in a draft year, just hoping that LeBron also joins up with them. So they could be Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey. What if Jr.? Cleveland does it? That's what I said. Like Bron might just go home and be like, yo, here's my son. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And then the worst part is he dips out and then he's they're stuck with Bronny for the next like couple of years. Sacrificial laugh. Oh, all right. Let's move on. Let's let's move on before he gets into the league, man. All right, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, catch for the for the Lakers making the playoffs. I'll take that one. I fuck it. I'll ride the other side. I'll say fade. Cool. All right. Let's go to another team in the West that's going through some changes. Okay. Tupac wrote about them. It's called uh, Utah and Coach Schneider parting ways. That was a, that was a good no, you one. You have the blood button. Is that because of the hoodie? That was because of the hoodie. All right. Okay, good. Good. I just want to make sure we're on the same street. I'm a little bit I disappointed. I just want to make sure we're on the same street with this one. All right. I'm a little disappointed the applause button didn't come in there, but that's okay. No, I'll <laughs> give you a little cheer. Don't worry. Here you go. Take your flowers, guys. Take your flowers. That's all you get because it's 40 seconds long. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go with this one. So parting ways between Utah and Coach Snyder, how do you think it goes? Well, I think it's for sure now that they're either going to lose Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, and Rudy Gobert is going to look great as a maverick. I like that prediction a lot. Actually, I really do. I think Gobert's gone. I think Mitchell... This is their way of keeping Mitchell. He's going to have say on who he wants as a coach and probably who he'd like to play with, what kind of players he wants to add to his roster. And I think this is a transition of Utah saying, look, Donovan, we want to keep you. What, what can we do to make you happy? How do we this is back, Yeah, and this has backfired before on franchises, but it's also helped a lot of franchises out and – uh, got to the promise line too, right? So this mm-hmm. can go either way here. Well, I mean, listen, I've shat on Rudy Gobert just as much as the next person. I, I do like that on the Mitch's game, but you you are also talking about trading a two-time defensive player of the year. Yep. You're talking about a big piece that comes into a team that you know had a lot of question marks. 
and you can make an argument that just like Aiden, like maybe the way that the offense was set up that Gobert just didn't get to shine. Like who knows? I mean, maybe he has a little bit more offensive uh, game to it, to like the way he plays. Donovan never let go of how he tried to give him COVID. <laughs> yeah, that hundred percent. That Donovan was definitely. Never, and Donovan never forgave him for canceling the league for 2019 for most of the season. <laughs> Utah was hot at the time too, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, handshakes to everybody and get away from me. I do like think like you that we're about to see the Mitchell Gobert divorce this summer. Mavericks is a very interesting team. They're only they they're only a couple small pieces away. Like really. Yeah. And yeah, that's overcompensation. That's because of overcompensation by Luka Doncic and what he can do at his young age. What if Gobert goes to Brooklyn? I don't know. I don't think it's enough. And that's only because I don't know if it's enough depending on Kyrie. Oh, I'm thinking Ben Simmons going the other way. They still have to re-sign Kyrie, and that's going to be – that's see, that's, that's my thing. I know Ben Simmons going the other way is yeah. going to be – Yeah. Probably more than likely included in that deal. Yeah. But depending on if Kyrie Irving plays for the Brooklyn Nets or not going forward, because we start to see these question marks circulating his future. If they don't resign him, what does Kevin do? Yeah. I, well, sorry to get off topic here. No, no, it's, it's something that we have to start considering is maybe Kyrie does leave, but. I think at the end of the day, he'll end up staying where Kevin is. I think they they put too much eggs in both like both each other's basket. baskets. Yeah, that I think they both they both need to to prove the world that they can do it. Like I think now it's especially with the success that Steph's having right now, and like technically LeBron's also got his chip. Now it's starting to look like you guys are the problem, not those two, right? So they might have to come back with a you know, fuck this shit. Let's win a championship attitude and, and go out there and just try to ball. Maybe it's, a, maybe Kyrie only takes a one or two year deal though. That's the other thing too, right? That we're not discussing. Like, It's, it's just really interesting to watch in this time because we're seeing Nike possibly falling away from Kyrie. The Brooklyn Nets have questions on him. And look, the Listen, ultimate sense for the Brooklyn Nets right now is actually to keep Kyrie Irving. Because you're not going to find another player of that caliber, despite yeah. like you're just not. Nobody produces like he does at that position in the free agency market coming up. The only way that I can see that working is if it's a sign and trade, and you're getting back a superstar. Enter Donovan Mitchell. I don't think Kyrie would want to play so. in Utah. But if, so that's if Donovan, if Donovan Mitchell comes in exchange. Oh well, I mean. Yeah, that's the, the whole I'm thing, fine. though. Never mind, never mind. Rewind, yeah. rewind, rewind. Yeah. I messed up. But yeah, just going back to the, the initial topic here, like Kyrie needs to want to go somewhere mm-hmm. for that sign and deal to go down. And it's like, where the hell would he want to go? That's that's the other issue. That's the thing. It's like, I don't see him playing for any other team but Brooklyn, personally. Okay, actually, Kyrie does have till June 29th to opt out of his final contract year this year. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to do that. He's not going to do it. So no. let me, let's me let erase that. That's that's fine. Kyrie's going to stay. NFL time. Let's go. Rams are making moves. Big Two moves. bags. Two bags and a wedding because 
Sean McVay. That's true, actually. Congrats to Sean McVay. Hold up. Round of applause for round of applause for Sean McVay. Round of applause for Sean McVay. Congratulations to him and his beautiful wife. He got one ring, she got the other. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Worked out perfect. Hold, hold uh, up, Jack. I got you. So Aaron Donald got paid. <laughs> mega bag. What? 95 mil through 2024? Dude, that's a killer of a contract. Yeah, Aaron Donald got paid. Uh, he's the highest non-paid quarterback right now in the league. What else are we supposed to say? The man's going to be menacing defenses, uh, offenses for the next couple of years going forward. I mean, does he deserve it? Absolutely, yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> this is the only possible. Yo, maybe this maybe this signing is actually only possible because Von Miller didn't sign back. Uh. And and hindsight is twenty twenty. So yeah, you lost a piece, but. Got AD still for a secure future. So next year, sorry, this year he has a cap hit of 24 million, Mm -hmm. 2023, 38 million, and then 2024, 31 million. Dude, this this guy's playing for at least another two years, two to three years. So let's let's end this retirement talk. AD's here to stay. And the scary part is the Rams are probably – they probably have just positioned themselves to be a Super Bowl contender in the next three years. Well, you have Aaron Donald. You still have Jalen Ramsey in that back end. That secondary has proven it's consistent. Yes, they lost Vaughn Miller. I think they will find another way to address that. I have no oh, reason not, to doubt the Rams. Let's not get it twisted too, right? You're talking about L.A. Like people want to play yeah. there. That's a destination spot. You're going to have guys that – you know, got cut, had guaranteed money. It's like it's still coming in. They just want to get a one-year prove-it deal. The Rams are probably going to be at the top of their their list right there. And not for nothing, we saw the the rumors of Odell Beckham coming back to sign with them off of that ACL. This could be well, a very, crash very, that wedding. Yeah, <laughs> you got a son. He's trying to you know set the way for the motivation. <laughs> makes you different. This this could be a very interesting time for the Rams. Catch or fade, do the Rams win the NFC West? Yeah, catch. 100%. Catch? I think there's too much uncertainty now around Arizona and San Fran, plus Seattle, to me, is out of the running. Fair enough. Uh, San Fran, this quarterback mystery, I, I think that's going to take a toll. Then plus there's the depot situation. And then in Arizona... Kyler still hasn't signed a new year, a new deal yet. Right, exactly. And well, you know, Debo Samuel showed up to news for the Niners today, but in other sides, DK Metcalf is holding out. For sure, we'll get into that in a little bit. But let's just go Cooper Cup. Three years, eighty million dollars. Yeah, small bag, eh? <laughs> Five years, hundred and ten total. I mean, he had the triple crown this season, so if you ask me, he definitely fucking deserves that shit. I find it hard-pressed for another corner in the NFC West alone to keep up with Cooper Cup. Okay. And, and as we talk about these receiving weapons, oh, oh, I like how you rub your hands here. Um, okay. I, I mean, 
as we talk about these receiving options that are coming into uh, the LA system, I think Cooper Cup continues to thrive. I don't think that this will – I think this is just another path for the Rams to the playoffs. I won't necessarily say the Super Bowl just yet. I need a bold chase June 8th fantasy prediction. June Catch 8th. or fade. Does Cooper Cup finish as a top three wide receiver in fantasy this year? Like this top three season. wide receiver in fantasy? Like that's a loaded I'm loading that up because Okay. I, I got something. I first, I got something. Yeah. Cooper Cup will finish as a top three fantasy candidate. Not one or two, though. Very smart pick. Who would you have ranked ahead of them? Just like, we're just spitballing. Oh, you definitely fucking pressing. All right, hold up. Who do I have ranked? This is early. This is early. So I got to get my list down here now. Hold on. Um, Okay, but we're only talking. Are we talking from the receiver position or are we talking from the league? Just receiver. No, we're just talking receiver. receiver position. Just receiver. Because okay. I'm with you, by the way. I would have him third. I have two receivers that are over him right now. I'm going to have Devontae Adams number one over him. Wow. Okay. Okay. I will. I will. As for my second. Do, 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 do. No, I'm kidding. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. This is sponsored by. This <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. That sounded like a Marlboro ad right there. <laughs> I didn't know what I was clicking on there, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Oh, actually, and this is going to be a reach and a half. Actually, maybe not a reach because after what we saw what this character did last season, mm-hmm. he was in the Super Bowl, did put up a fight. Number two is going to be Jamar Chase. Yeah. I have Chase as my number one and Jeffries as my number two. There it is. Justin Jefferson. I said Jeffries. Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe I he has a sl- Actually, I don't want to say this yet. I don't want to talk <laughs> I don't want to start talking smack just yet after before preseason training camp happens. I gotta relax a little bit there. My bad. Anyway, that's just a way too early bold prediction. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not to be held to these. <laughs> we can change. Absolutely. All right, we're talking about holdouts though, and I like where you were coming from on that one. Let's let's talk about Debo and DK. And their oppo- opposite situations. Do you see any one of those two getting moved? I don't think Debo will be moved just on the strength of him showing up. Actually, no, let me change that. Debo showed up for work, but I think Debo can still be moved. I think DK will not be moved and they will work out this contract extension. I think DK is the harder sell though, because you're now selling somebody to be like buy into Trevor Simeon for the foreseeable future. I have a feeling that if DK doesn't get the deal he wants, I think he might either well, I think he's gonna hold out for as long as possible. Fair. And then he'll play on that one year and then he'll just tell them like at the end 
the offseason. It's a wrap. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to go. Debo, I can I can maybe see him coming back. I, I think they could work this out. The 49ers have been very patient through this whole process, and I think that it's it's going to end up benefiting them. Like To watch for Brandon Ayuk to be what Debo Samuel was last year then. That's what I would call. Yeah, that's a very good prediction. I also could see them bringing in a receiver to solidify that spot. Maybe they go out and they get like a Julio Jones. Julio Jones back in the Kyle Shanahan offense. Trey Lance probably throwing those bombs depending on what happens with Jimmy G. Yeah, it's a very yeah. feasible thought. Familiarity, uh, good team. I mean, I know I said that the Rams should win the division, but you know the, the Niners should be fighting for a for a wild card spot. One hundred percent. So, right, actually, yo, what are the give me three finalist teams for Julio Jones? I'm gonna say I'd say the 49ers for sure. Okay. I still think the Colts are okay. in there. I still think they're sold on their receiving core. I think they're happy with the young guys, but. If they can add one more vet present and TY is not that guy, I think he might end up in Indy. Little camaraderie, camaraderie between him and Matt Ryan, too. And they're still on speaking terms, which is also a positive. For yeah. the third option, oh man, that's a good question. I would say probably Green Bay. We're basically three for three. Really? Yeah, yeah. I have Green Bay up there. I have uh, the Colts up there. Mm -hmm. My third, however, whether he just takes a flight down to, you know, Tampa. Because we know that they've been in discussion too over there. I've thought of that too. Because, like, if I'm him right now, I think the NFC would be a little bit more appealing just because you know mm-hmm. there's going to be a dogfight. If you really want to make the playoffs and have a chance at it, the NFC would be the division to go to. Imagine right. if you went to the Cowboys. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that boy better sign a Philly before he goes to that. Come on now. <laughs> what about Philly? Him, Devontae, and A.J. Brown, and Quez Watkins structured the field with Dallas. Scott. Ooh, ooh. I'm just saying, options are endless. Listen, I, I just want to see what AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts look like. I know what Jalen Brown and I'm uh, pardon me, AJ. Uh, wow, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith look like. Mm-hmm. I did like AJ Brown's energy in that post. I said you telling Mika Parsons to get ready for this shit. So, look, I'm already gassed. I don't need a Julio Jones to be even more gassed than what I am. <laughs> Very interesting that he hasn't signed yet, but I'm I'm expecting him to skip these OTAs and <laughs> skip the workouts and he'll get, sign get the hammy right. Yeah, <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> he he ain't working out. Let's be honest; nobody wants to be there at these mandatory camps. Um, we for sure working out. You gotta oh, show up you by himself. Yeah, ready. individually, ready, you don't gotta get ready. Individual, absolutely. Yes, Team yes, workouts, yes. doubt it. Well, I'm trying to think if there's maybe another team. I don't think New Orleans could go there. I no. think they, they've done what they did. Arizona? Nah, can't see it. Too many mouths to feed already. 
And you have well, to Hopkins. compensate for Marquise Brown and Hopkins when Hopkins comes back. And then you still have Ertz. Yeah. And their draft pick. Hold on. NFC really has nothing, though. That's the problem. AFC, I could see it. There's multiple teams that he can go to. Anyway, Indy's my pick. Let's get Julio. Come on. Dark Horse is New England, unfortunately. I hate to say yes. that. But. Yes. I think New England's definitely going to be in those discussions as well. Okay. AR12 had some interesting comments last couple of days stating yeah. that he would like to retire a Packer. So my catch or fade question to you is, does AR12 retire a Packer? I think that's a catch. I, I don't so think that there's much else that he can go through at this point without being a Packer through and through. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it anymore. Last year was the year. If you had to get out, last year was the year. Yeah, I'm going to go catch on this one. The only, only way that I could see this working out for him is if Trey Lance busts and they trade Jimmy G. Because then that's then the, the fourth. And then he gets to play for his childhood team. Yeah. That's the only other option I could see. I have another option. What if they have rehire Mike McCarthy after he gets fired for Sean Payton? Man, you really, you really reach on this. <laughs> he don't want to play for no Mike McCarthy. They're not going to fire. Listen, they're not going to fire um, Matt Lafleur for Mike McCarthy. I know it's fine. It's, Definitely it's not. A joke. It's a joke. Definitely not. Okay, let's have some fun. I know we have been. Let's I go. Know. I know Where Corona Pop, Corona Poppy's been feeling it here. So we are about to get into running back season preview with a twist. And the twist is, Chase and I have decided to include this as a new segment where we take songs, objects, you you name it, and try Fast to food restaurants. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um and pretty much equate that to a season preview of a player at a certain position. So today we are going to do running backs. And with the running backs, absolutely. And we're going with songs to represent how these running backs will perform this season. Chase, you want to start this off here? All right, let's go. So since you're giving me the keys, I got a major key for you here. You're about to see what I did right there really quick. I'm going to take this all the way to the AFC West first. We're going to go to Denver. I know the big hype around them is Russell Wilson, but Javante Williams, man, I don't think there's enough things being discussed about what this guy did last season. I know we talk about Russ being reunited with Melvin Gordon, Mm -hmm. but the real story here in the running back room is Javante Williams, and I think Javante Williams is going to get the keys as in, I got the keys, DJ Khaled featuring Future and Jay-Z. Like it. Uh, I think it's his backfield now, to be honest, even if they brought back Melvin. This is this is I his agree. time to shine. Definitely a fantasy sleeper at the running back position. Mm-hmm. Russ likes to use his running back sparringly, so either in the passing game, switch a pace with the running back, you, you could see some big, big holes that are opening up and some major scores for that guy. I'm going to stick with you though. I'm going to stick in the AFC West. Okay. I like the energy you're bringing. 
I think it's Austin Eckler. That's who I'm going to highlight here. Ooh. And Austin, Cal- California love, not quite. <laughs> no, I'm going with It's Going to Be All Right by Kendrick okay, Lamar. Kendrick. The reason why I'm going with Kendrick is nobody talks about Austin Eckler with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about Herbert. Everybody talks about Keenan Allen. Nobody really talks about Eckler. And it's going to be all right because he's just going to do his thing. It's it's Cali Love. He's going to go out there. He's going to dominate. Last year, he had 12 rushing yards. There are 12 rushing yards. 12 rushing yards. <laughs> Definitely not rushing yards. Whoa. 12 rushing. Yeah. Whoa. 12 rushing touchdowns. That was fifth in the league. Yes, he had 911 yards on the ground, but I'm expecting more this season with a better defense, especially for game management. Plus also uh, offensive line. Figures to be a little bit stronger than it was last year. Oh, by the way, I'm telling you, it's going to be all right because Eckler had zero rushing fumbles last year. That's no turnovers. You're fine, LA. He going to bring you to the division. He going to carry you to the playoffs. Sauce and Eckler time. Zach, terms of improvement or terms for terms of regression going into the next season. I'm not going to shit on your pick here. So before... We carry along. Let me tell you, we're going to catch a flight. You know, it's nice and warm in L.A. We came from the cold. We're going to go a little bit colder in the winters. We're going to go to Cleveland. There's a lot of questions around Cleveland right now. But there's one man out of that running running back room, pardon me, that wants to show you all who we be. Cream Hunt? No, we're going to go with Nick Chubb because – Oh, there he is. (laughs) I think if – Everything goes according to plan. Deshaun Watson aside, I think we see a monster here out of Nick Chubb. He's never been slowed down to a point. He's going to come out like that X-Man, Dark Man, big energy feeling. Listen, he's got he wants to establish himself as the man in the NFC in the pardon me, AFC North. Yeah. I don't think that there's going to be much to deter him from that factor outside of the knock on what people have said about him already. And mm-hmm. even then that's minute because we're looking at sample sizes, but I expect big things from Nick Chubb. So I'm going with DMX who we be like it. Good, good reference. I think Chubb is poised to have a big season this year. He's going to probably have to take on a larger workload. If Deshaun's not going to be on the field. That said, I'm looking at a different running back in the north. It ain't Najee. I'm going with Joe Mixon because okay. the king of the north were the Cincinnati Bengals. And nobody talked about Joe Mixon. Last year, he finished third in rushing yards. Third. I didn't even, I have to double check that. I missed and that. Listen, I missed that. Listen. I missed that. Listen, I'm a, I knocked him. I didn't give him the respect. I got to give him his flowers now. That's on me. But he finished fourth in rushing touchdowns with 13, and he was also fifth in first down rushes last year. Joe Mixon is a man on a mission, and guess what? He's upset because everybody, everybody's been disrespecting him. Put some respect on that man's name. Joe Mixon's coming for you. Drake got it. Got those words for him. That's who my guy is. Let's go. 
See, this flip that what you did. I like how we're piggybacking off each other right now, Zach, because you just opened me to my last two running backs in two different ways. Do it. But we're going to keep it in the cold right now. Oh, We're going to keep it with Drake. You know, Mr. Six God. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back to our boy Aaron. Nice. And Aaron, for all the things in Green Bay that he has to go through, now has to adapt to the fact that he doesn't have Devontae Adams, but he does have another Aaron. That's Aaron Jones. So, and I think Aaron Jones is going to have the work behind him. So he's going to be doing that jump man, jump man. You know what I mean? Come on now. That, that boy's up to something. That boy's up to something, man. I'm going with Aaron Jones. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year, even though A.J. Dillon will be involved in the game a lot more. I do think we expect to see a lot more of Aaron Jones besides running out of the passing game and becoming a multi-use running back out of that backfield. Definitely going to be a dual threat for them. Uh, Aaron Aaron will be the story in Green Bay. When it, yeah, for sure. Uh, I like where you're at. I like I like the division, and I'm going to piggyback off your division again. Here we go again. But this guy, from weeks 1 to 11, was the running back 7 in fantasy. He was Ooh, at one okay. point averaging 97.7 yards per game on 19 touches. And I'm expecting big things from this guy this season, and that's DeAndre Swift. Okay. For my song, I got – Hello, world, because hello, guess who's back? I know you miss me. Kidding. DeAndre Swift's about to light the NFC North on fire. I, I'm not saying that he's going to uh, help the Lions get to the playoffs. No, but he's going to be a tangible part of that offense, and he's going to be somebody from a fantasy perspective you can definitely rely on. That's my two cents. Here we go with DeAndre Swift. All right, Zach. I like that. Now for my last pick, you know, we took a flight to the Motor City, and we talked about a kid from Philly. But we're not going to stay in Philly. We're going to take a trip down to your division, and we're going to go through Memphis. And I almost went with walking through Memphis, but that didn't feel right for the person I'm about to, to talk about right now. Yeah, this guy don't walk. That's why. This person doesn't walk, man. He puts an arm through you if he has to. And then runs outruns everybody else on the field if he has the opportunity to do so. So, one thing we know, we know that there's no more A.J. Brown. You know, there's no more Julio Jones. So, let's talk about Derrick Henry and how he's going to be from ghetto to ghetto to backyard to yard. Yeah, he's going to be grinding through these people, man. So I'm going with grinding by the clips to represent Derrick Henry for the season. I think he's going to have his work cut out for him. I know Traylon, there's a lot of concerns about Traylon Burks right now not being in condition. Mm-hmm. It's early. Derrick Henry is coming off of that foot injury. But I do think from what I've seen just on watching Derrick Henry's progression through this offseason, Derrick Henry is going to be grinding through them blocks and being ready to give people work. Definitely is a threat. He's going to be a menace, not just in my division, but for the rest of the league, the because of, yeah. Ryan Tannehill is going to rely on him quite a bit. I'm very curious to see how he holds up 
and how the you know just to see if that injury does have any lingering effects on him. Right. Uh, game management and snaps going to be something that I'm also going to definitely watch when it comes to Henry. But at the end of the day, he's still going to run through people. It by doesn't matter. Four, by week four, there's not, not going to be a game management snap if he's healthy. No. We know that. Like exactly. It's going to be him. He's the show. Uh, I like the theme with guys who are coming back from injuries. So I'm going to take it one more step. This is probably the first time that we've done this game where – I'm not following you in the same division, so no JT for me on this one. I'm going. I'm going to the East, the NFC East. NFC East. Oh wow. I'm going with uh, a guy in New York. Uh, he ain't been talked about enough. He ain't getting talked about because I think it is his last chance. And that's why, for my song, I'm going with One More Chance by The Notorious, B-I-G. Because Saquon's got one last chance to hit this. Saquon Barkley, fully healthy and ready to go. He should be a menace. He should be back to uh, his form. Because if not, he gone. This is it. This is, this is his make or break year. New coaching staff, new management. You know, new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. It's time to get it right. He needs to be fully engaged. The offensive line has has gotten better with the addition of Neil. It's time for Saquon. This is a make or break moment. And you know, if he wants to be the king in New York, it's got to go out and take it. If not, who shot you? What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know who shot him if we know. Listen, man, Brian Dayball ain't about to play these games with nobody. Daniel Jones is already on the chopping block. Oh, did you see Tony in practice today? No, please tell me. I'll send you the video. Basically, they had him off to the side with the, uh, with the uh, receiving machine there. Okay. And uh, oh. it, it the balls kept dipping low. And it kept bouncing off his hand, but it was like right at his like ankle, like it was super low. And somebody's like, "Ah, oh, they're preparing him for uh, Daniel Jones's throws." For Daniel Jones again, <laughs> another season. I was like, "Oh, I'm like it starts already." Round of applause for the New York Giants being trash. <laughs> yes, here we go, here we go, here we go. Woo! All right, compose yourselves here. We have some T's and P's before we wrap this up. Absolutely. First one, corner, gladly. Yeah, very, very, very tragic to hear the news of how that went about. I want to extend thoughts and prayers, especially to Miles Sanders and Jalen Rager of the Philadelphia Eagles. I know he was not an Eagle, but those were clearly two of his best friends. Jillian Rager's already been going through a lot as a football player. I don't want to highlight his football career, but thoughts and prayers for them. I know it's not easy to lose somebody and just want to give my best to him, to them, to their families, to the people that are in need, to the communities he affected. Yeah, my sincerest condolences for sure on this one for Gladly. I mean, too young, way too young. Yeah, 25. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, 
I hope his family, friends find peace and in this uh, situation because it's never it's never easy, but it's it's always it's always tough when somebody that young goes of course goes that that quick. It's never easy, like you said. It's never easy for somebody to go. I, Zach, yeah. I hate what the summer is starting out of as. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of loss, and you know, just hold your loved ones close. Make sure you tell them that you love them. Give them the flowers. That's it, man. Yeah, just thoughts and prayers for their families. Yeah. Also, Marion Barber. Yeah. Um, again, 38 years old, another young young man. Too early, gone too soon. We just, you know, offer up our thoughts and prayers for you and your family as well, Marion. And last but not least, sincerest condolences to Trouble. Yeah, uh, Trouble was a rapper. A lot of you guys may not be familiar with his work, but he was unfortunately shot and killed while in a car. Uh, kids, family, whole debacle. Trouble, we've been playing Bring It Back with you and Drake the whole week, so we just want to offer our thoughts and prayers and thank you for your moment for what you represented for people that were had a bigger dream and that were aspiring to do something big, so thoughts and prayers to you too. It seems like a man was arrested, though, in the shooting. Good. Good. Yeah. So, there's too much hate. There's too much. There's too many killings right now, man. It's it's a very very dark start to the summer. I don't like the energy we're walking in with. Uh, absolutely. It feels like every time you open up, you know, Twitter or any social media platform, it, it seems like there's something else going on, and it it sucks. It just sucks. Very tough. Uh, very tough. Very tough. All right. Um, this we need a live Sorry? <laughs> we need a live in her now, Zach, because we're, we're Debbie Downers. We need a live in her now. Yeah. Before we get out of here, let's uh, – Celtics are up 18 to 9. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this in. I, I was just about to say what's the score in the game, but there it is. I got us. I got us. I have to stay up to date. You know what it is. Jalen Brown has 10 points and three for three for shooting. Hopefully he keeps it up. Need that. Uh, With that being said, this wraps up another episode of the Two Point Culture, and we are out. Hey, deuces.